The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, it's UFC Unfiltered. What an episode. Who do we have here today? My pal, Matt. Yes. And me, yes. Chris, the producer. Kurt Metzger, my comedian buddy, is in. He uh, writes for the Amy Schumer Show. He's been embroiled in controversy, so Kurt comes in to clear it up. And we also have the uh, the amazing Paige Van Zant on the phone. And uh, she's just terrific, and she's fighting on Saturday. So listen to the podcast and then watch her kick ass. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Well, it should say your host, because Matt Serra will be here very shortly. Well, this is not Matt's fault. Um, what happened is we are recording at a weird time today because I'm traveling. Matt and I have weird travel schedules where we leave town and we have things that we're doing and all this stuff. So today we're recording a little early and we have Paige Van Zant calling in and we have Kurt Metzger going to be on the podcast. As you know, Kurt is Amy's writer who she referenced on uh, Tuesday's podcast. And Kurt's a funny stand-up. He's not just a guy who you know wrote something that got uh, blown out of proportion. He's a really funny comic. So uh, Kurt will be here and Paige Van Zant on the phone. But Matt's a little bit late, but only because he misunderstood the start time, which is more my fault for needing a change than his. Um, we just didn't communicate properly. So I guess to start, I'm going to Buffalo. Not that anybody gives a shit, but tonight, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'll be at the Helium Comedy Club. I'm doing a whole bunch of gigs. I got Melbourne, Australia, Sydney, Australia, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Nyack, New York, all leading up to my shoot October the 7th in D.C. at the Lincoln Theater. I'm shooting my new special, Mouthful of Shame. And uh, people say, why is it called that? Because I'm embarrassed by what comes out of it and what I put into it. So it's a perfect name. I thought the last podcast, sorry, I just, that's a gross sound when somebody does this into a mic. Ah, I listen back once in a while, and I hate listening to my breathing. Really? I don't even... I apologize to you guys if it's annoying, but I have really bad breathing. Like, I do that, like, I can never catch my breath properly. And I think I breathe wrong. Like, I watched some documentary that it was uh, one of the great, not Henzo Gra not Henzo Gracie, uh, who's the other one with uh, Hickson? Oh, Hickson Gracie. Gracie, yeah. And there was something about him, and he's breathing. And he's doing this thing with his stomach, where it's going in and out, almost like when you do the wave with your arm, like I'm doing right now. I look like a real douchebag. I'm doing the wave with my arm, like I'm trying to break dance in the mid-80s. But he was doing that with his stomach. 
And he had such complete control of his breathing. I'm like, that must be so nice to be able to breathe so easily and so freely. I don't even remember what it was called. I've watched a few MMA documentaries. Um, you know what? It made me think of one, the first time I met Anderson Silva. Like Water, which yeah, I think... I, I saw that's a great documentary. Very good. He was, I think that was between the first and second Chael Sonnen fights. And um, I, I met him. We were interviewing him the next day on Opie and Anthony. And um, I went to the, the viewing, and his manager was there, and I, I was trying to meet him. But uh, we took a selfie together, and it was really, uh, really, that's a non-story. But he's a really, uh, I had him kick me in studio just to see what it would like. I used to get these guys, but he wouldn't do it full strength. He did it like 5%, and it didn't hurt, and then he did it a little bit more, and I really felt it. Yeah. He was just trying to be very, very gentle when he, uh, when he kicked me. He didn't want to hurt me. Is the Hickson documentary choke? So you're talking. Yeah, about? probably is. Okay. I don't remember. It's also a great yeah. porn title. Uh, what I do in every pressure situation. <laughs> it can mean so many different things. Yeah. <clears throat> I had a girl tell me one time about giving head. She's like, "I like to choke and be gagged." And I'm like, "Well, I hope I can accommodate." But you know, look what you're working with. Yeah. You, know, you might have to fake it. You might have to pretend you're gagging. So I thought the last podcast was great. You know, it's funny how people react to Amy. Like, you know, I get that you don't like her political stance or whatever. And that's fair. You don't have to like what she says, but people call her a gun grabber, and she's really not. That's just this term that is used by people if they think someone's trying to take away their guns. And even she even corrected me when I was like, well, you're anti-gun. And she's like, no, no, I'm not anti-gun. I just, And it seems like with positions like that, whether it's abortion, whether it's guns, whether it's prostitution, you're never going to make everyone happy. And we're so polarized. We just like to stand on opposite sides of the fence and fucking yell at each other. About whatever it is, nobody compromises and goes, oh, okay, I see why you feel that way. You put out a comedy called Trainwreck, and you were really proud of it, and two people were murdered during a theater shooting of your movie. That's got to be a really personal thing. Yeah, of course. Well, and any of the people that complain about her or call her a gun grabber, if something personally tragic happened to them, and they took a stance opposite of what, you know, whatever, the majority of people or people that are like them, everybody would understand that in their personal life. But it's like when Amy does it, then they get mad at her. And Yeah, know. but then again, if she took a pro-gun stance, like Ted Nugent does, right. people would hate her for that. Of course. And, and, and I should say, you know, pro-whatever, because she's not an anti-gun, as she said. There's no way to clarify it where everybody hears you, but I'm always amazed at the reaction to her. When she's talking about all these flaws in herself, look, she's not a perfect fucking person. She's got liberal politics. Okay, but Jesus Christ, she's honest about who she is and her flaws and her body image shit and all these things that women in Hollywood are taught to cover up and not talk about. And she just makes fun of them and she makes fun of her own inadequacies. So I, I love her for a lot of reasons. And I thought Dana was great. Dana White was very open. Oh, I wanted to get him to cry. God <laughs> damn it. I'm like, that would be so good. I'd probably get fired though. Uh, he'd probably be really unhappy with me. I was like, oh, and Sarah sensed it too. Ooh, if we can get the boss to cry, is the fucking numbers going to go through the roof? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was so interesting to hear Dana <clears throat> talking about uh, the sale. And it didn't occur to me how, and Chris, our producer, uh, and, and I'll say this while you're here, uh, a bit of an ass. Oh. No, I'm kidding. You really, you, you, you do a good job with the research and, oh, and you really prepare good talking points. Chris will throw that out. You know, Matt and I come up with some good stuff but and some bad stuff, but Chris has a lot to do with it. He throws out some really smart, interesting talking points and, and conversation starters. Sometimes we use them, sometimes we don't, but they're always, they're never bad. I never look at them and go, wow, this is shit. And, oh, thanks, um, no, no, but it's true. And Dana not being with the Fertitas for the first time was very interesting. I saw him backstage at 200. And he seemed very out of sorts. Dana seemed really 
I didn't realize he was probably very emotional because I didn't know the sale was happening. But they right. said he wasn't feeling well. And I could look at him and physically see he's beaten. There's something wrong with Dana. He looks down or, or, or just maybe it was too much pressure or whatever it was. But I was amazed at how I, I said to his, uh, I, I heard his uh, assistant, I'm like, I've never seen Dana tired. I've never seen him look down. Because I went in to say hi. And normally he's so great. He gets up. He gives you the, but he's like, oh, hey, man. It was like really yeah. mellow. And, so I was like, I didn't want to annoy him, so I got out of that. I'm, I'm so self-conscious. I really am. I, I feel like an imposter all the time. Like when I go to see somebody, I never feel like I belong. And I'm trying to be better with that. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but it's a matter of feeling comfortable with yourself. So even a guy like Dana White, who I've known for years, um, I don't know him like Joe knows him, but I've been to a lot of UFC events. And me and Bobby Kelly went, uh, the first one we went to was years ago. This is when there was still a WEC, I think, and Reed was still you know, bringing over young fighters who I wasn't aware of. And he introduced us to one of the uh, Hoist Gracie was there and Rampage. And he would bring them over to me and Bobby and we would take pictures. And somebody finally goes, who are you guys? Uh-huh. Like, why is this guy bringing these great fighters over to talk to you? And uh, so I've known Dana since back then. And I still am self-conscious walking in to say hello. I realize I'm uncomfortable, but I'm uncomfortable around everybody I know. I'm uncomfortable around my friends. I'm uncomfortable around women I date. Um, I'm, I'm uncomfortable around air quotes around women I date. You know, everyone. I just never feel so. Uh, I'm trying to not do that. But I, so I'm like, maybe I felt that way for that reason when I walked in to see him. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was a good podcast, and, and I, I don't mean to keep harping on on uh, 202, but it really is. No, it was a- Unbelievable card. It was fucking, it was phenomenal. And I wish I could go to Cleveland. You know, everybody's talking about CM Punk, Mickey Gall, and we're going to get those guys on. Uh, Mickey, I'm sure, will talk to us, and CM is going to come back on. Yep. There's a documentary on YouTube that I want to watch about CM before we talk to him. But um, I I think that uh, Stipe Miocic is the fight that I'm really looking forward to against Alistair Overeem. That's the fight. Who's on the undercard of that fight? It's not CM Punk. He's in the middle. Yeah, I can look it up right now. Please do. Yeah, I should have asked you before or just jotted it down. That's how you'll know. Oh, if I have it here, actually. Hold on. Ooh. Well, someone's about to get fired. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I don't. Oh, man. Because uh, you just said I was doing a good job. Now I'm screwing up. Oh, what the fuck? By the way, is it true that Nate Diaz could be facing a USADA violation for vaping weed during the press conference? Yeah. You know, look, USADA, I know that you have a really important purpose. You're, you're keeping the sport clean. And, you know, it was hard for the UFC to become, or MMA to become legal in every state. So I think it's important so that it doesn't get fucked, that everybody knows that what they're doing is on the up and up and that they really do care about the fighters and they're trying to keep people healthy. And I think they're doing a lot more than any other sport to keep their fighters clean. And the the UFC knew that they were going to take a beating on certain ones. Brock tested, Chad Mendez, fucking Jonesy. You know, and again, we're finding out now that Jones, hopefully, Knockwood will be coming back soon, that it might have been something else. But the UFC understood that this was going to happen. They knew this was a price they were going to have to pay, and they were willing to do it. So you got to respect the UFC. All the people that want to knock Dana and the Fatida, you got to respect that they are taking this road. I wish they wouldn't. Believe me, I don't want to see these fights not happen. Right. I'm a fan. So uh, Nate Diaz, after you know, Nate's such a shit talker, and uh, and I say that really in a good way. I, I really admire the fact he's not a, he's not an empty shit talker. He's just a a, a pretty fearless guy. And he's unflappable. And Connor couldn't psych him out. No. You know? I think he psyched uh, Jose Aldo out. Yeah, it's hard not to. I mean, Connor's just constantly, and that's Connor's big strength is being so mentally strong. And you saw it against, uh, you know, when he's fighting Nate. 
he can make guys wilt a little bit just by that constant yeah. talking, you know. And and but Nate, it did it did not affect. No. Uh, I thought that his game, his strategy. I think he outthought Nate in that, or maybe he, Nate didn't plan on it, or maybe Nate knew it and just didn't have answers for it. But those beautiful leg kicks, I mean, I, I don't know if Nate saw that coming. I know that they said beforehand, I think Dominic Cruz speculated that he may do that, or maybe it was Joe or, or Mike Goldberg. So it wasn't like it was a mystery, but he had no answer for it. And in the press conference after, I, did, I should watch these, I just don't, because I'm, I'm like, you know, making notes like a little fucking fruit, <laughs> watching and, you know, trying to get all the But apparently Nate was vaping pot, and that's just Nate kind of going, go fuck yourself, which is funny. But maybe you saw it as a little annoyed because now they're saying it could be a doping violation. What's the purpose? What, what is that? Because it's uh, it's a certain amount of hours after the fight. Yeah, the in competition is considered six hours before and six hours after a fight. So he was doing the press conference within that six hour window. You know, does he not have people around here that go, Nate, don't do that? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at some points people are telling him maybe you shouldn't do it. But you know, I mean, he just got out of the fight of his life pretty much. It's like he's, you know, one of his quotes there is that it helps him relax, it helps with swelling, things like that. So. He, he wanted to do it. But know? is he... First of all, can can USADA stop with pot? It's not hurting you after the fight. Right. Or is he not caring if he gets a violation because he's not going to fight for a while anyway because he thinks Connor's going to take a, a featherweight fight next? I don't know what... Because he said the next fight he wants to do is that. Right. But maybe they're just kind of going, look, dude, you can't flaunt it in front of our face like that. So maybe that's why, but they are... It's, it's a possible violation. I don't know if it's actually come down. No, they haven't said anything officially. And I don't know if that means a suspension. I would doubt it's a suspension, but it might be a fine or something. Who knows? And, and by the way, fucking Brock, you got to love Brock Lesnar. What an animal this guy is. Uh, you know, he beats Mark Hunt. And again, they said he now he tested positive or whatever. And Mark Hunt was understandably furious about it. So then Brock does uh, is in, uh, you know, SummerSlam, whatever it is, you know, you know, you know, winter wrestle. I don't know fucking <laughs> what that shit is. But he hurts Randy Orton. He fucking really bloodies him. Yeah. I mean, it was like a gunshot wound. It was like a leaking where the ref stopped it and they had to get people in there and Brock's just kind of standing back. And it looked really... And I'm thinking, that's the last guy you want to have to fight in wrestling is fucking Brock after he comes back from fighting in the UFC. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he, he's even softening up, he's going to hurt you. Um, and then it turns out that Jericho, Chris Jericho and Brock got into it backstage because Jericho was concerned for Randy Orton, and then Brock walked back, and Brock thought that Jericho was talking about him. And Jericho is a ballsy motherfucker. You know, I've had it, I've gotten into it with Jericho one time. The first time I met him, we argued. What you guys argue about? He didn't want me to do a joke on the radio that I did. Um, he's like, I fucking told you not to do that. I'm like, well, no one tells me, you know. And we right. got into it. Mean, he would have killed me. Thank God he didn't. <laughs> yeah. But we actually became really good friends after that. You know, Chris is an, a very interesting guy, but man, he doesn't. You know, there's no bullshit in Jericho. So anyway, I guess he's not afraid of Brock either. And I heard the Triple H got between them. And then they said it was a work. The whole thing was a work. But, you know, he didn't know that. And he was sticking up for Randy Orton, I guess. But Brock, that's the last guy you want to fight is Brock Lesnar after he's coming off a UFC fight. Yeah, well, even if it's a work, I mean, you know, I watched the the video. He hits him with a legit, like he has to hit him with a real elbow to cut his head open like that. You know? Yes, he does. So. <clears throat> so I don't know how they would do that where... You would make him bleed unless right. Brock just knows how to make you bleed. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, to the 203 card, by the way, it's it's Miocic and Overeem is the, yeah, the main that, one. Yeah. Then Verdum and oh, Travis Verdum, Brown. Oh, Travis Brown. That's yeah. right. That's the fucking co-main. Is that a five round or three? Uh, that'll be a three round fight. I oh, think. my God. Verdum and Travis Brown. Travis Brown has got a brass set of balls, too. Kane Vela I mean, not that there's anybody in the heavyweight division that's easy. 
I mean, there's nobody you want to fucking fight. No. But Jesus Christ, to have to go from Kane to, to Fabricio Verdun, that's a tremendous... It's maybe, a quick turnaround, yeah. Yeah, or maybe he wants to get back up in the rankings a little bit, and you know, he just wants to uh, you know get back in the standing. But you're fighting Verdun after he loses the belt. That's a very tough fight. And who is it? Uh, we I can never remember his name. Gagnon or or uh, the French heavyweight, black heavyweight. Uh, uh, no, he's not on this card. No, no, no. I know, but what's his name? Because that's a scary dude too. I don't know what his uh, what his overall, you know, like how he stacks up against a guy like Kane. I think he's undefeated. Francois. I, I know. I'm Ng. Uh, oh, Naguna, uh, Nag- Nagano, right? Nagano, yeah. right, 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 right. I don't remember his first name, but I'd love to know when he's fighting again. I'm looking it up. Yeah, Francis Nagano. Francis Nagano, okay. Or Gano. Or yeah, I've, I've, I, whatever it is. The, the giant French guy who hits like a fucking sledgehammer. You'll be a fun fight to watch. And I don't know if he's experienced enough to pull it off, but I would love to see oh, a different weight class. I was going to say him and Anthony Johnson, but then I just realized that one's light heavyweight and one's a heavyweight. And- yeah. That's yeah, no, difference. he's a much bigger dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I caught myself as I said it. Thank God I caught myself and said it anyway. Right. But they're still going to kill me. You're fucking stupid. Social media is really funny how mad people get at you for stupid mistakes. Right? Yeah. You know, they get really mad. You fucking dummy. You know what you're talking about. And then in a way, they're right. Yeah, but it's more about them, though, right? It's like to point out to you that they caught your mistake. You know what I mean? It makes them... Right, I would think so. It's like it's not to, to make you go, oh, I, yeah, you're right. I should have spelled your differently. You, you know, don't, you don't think that they're trying to be helpful? Maybe occasionally, sure. Uh, oh yeah, Nate did say it helps with the healing process and inflammation, uh, and make your life a better place. This, you know, this problem is with Nate. There's no bullshit in Nate Diaz. He's he's just one of those guys that will say what he has to say, and he does what he wants, and there really is no. Um, especially if he feels he's right, it doesn't seem like he cares about consequences if he's doing something that he thinks is okay. Absolutely. And I'm saying that as a compliment. And dude, I think I talked about this last time, but I goddamn, I love when they, maybe I talked about it the other day on the radio show, but I, I love when they, like when he helped Connor up at the end after putting, I like that a lot. You know, uh, when, when these guys have a respect. Oh yeah, we talked about that with Matt. That makes me so happy. And a lot of guys don't like that. Like, oh, like when they hate each other. But I like Brock, but I didn't like that first one where he taunted Frank Mir. Even when Ronda wouldn't shake Misha's hand, I think, like, if there's a certain amount of slights, like, where you really feel like someone fucked at your family or whatever, that maybe is one thing. Right. But I really do like when they, uh, when they show some sportsmanship, because they're such great, great uh, physical warriors, and I-, I just love when they respect each other like that. Yeah, well, they usually do, especially after a five-round war like that. It's like you can't help but, in the moment, at least go, I got to respect this person that's toe-to-toe with me for this entire time. The the only ones that I really like, Cruz and Faber, they'll respect each other for the minute the fight is over, and then as soon as it's back into the press conference or whatever, they're back jawing at each other. But they'll shake time. after a fight. Yeah, absolutely, even that. Yeah. You know, and I like Conor, Dia- uh, Conor, Dia- Conor McGregor. Uh, the more... I listen to him the more I like him. I didn't like him at all. I was rooting for Diaz in this last fight. But I really, I like Conor a lot. He's a ballsy guy to go up and wait. Even though Eddie Alvarez said, well, you know, he's just cutting left. That's a, you could see it's, his cardio is not enabling him to fight as harsh as he wants to for as long as he wants to against guys who are a bit more comfortable, I think, fighting heavy. Uh, but he says about Nate Diaz, you know, I feel I have more skills. I do a terrible accent. I go between Jamaican and Irish, but it's usually when I'm trying to do when I'm trying to do a Jamaican accent, I sound Irish. 
Um, Matt and Sarah just arrived. We're talking Hi. about Connor and Nate. And Connor says, uh, I feel like I have more skills, but boy, is he one tough motherfucker. He keeps on walking forward. He took out a shot. I dropped him multiple times. He just keeps coming. His face was busted open and he still keeps coming forward. By the way, I was the winner of the worst Conor McGregor impression six years in a row. Yes, from 1990 to 1996, which is ironic because he wasn't fighting then. Uh, hi, everybody. Say hi, buddy. So we're talking about... What are we talking about? How much... I covered a little bit of the... How much uh, I po- suck? No, how no, no, late? It was... No, it was, it was I, not, I blame it on Chris the producer. No, no, it was our fault. It was, it was, it was just a mix-up in the time. Coming. Yeah, nobody did it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I, we only, st- I only uh, started... Am I going to get scolded on air? Because I'll fucking throw... I'll throw somebody around. I not, only, not you, Jimmy. I love you. I only started... Why am I threatening Chris? Hold on. I only started because... Uh, I have to leave, and I wanted to. No, it was a communication problem where I think that you were, it wasn't communicated to you properly. I'm just a fucking idiot. No, you're not. Thank you, Jimmy. But the problem is that you're unique. So why is your mattress one size fits all, huh? What? Exactly. Exactly. It's truly a customized mattress, and it's going to cost you five to ten thousand bucks. That's why. Until now, <laughs> go to helixsleep.com. Answer a few simple questions, and they're going to run a 3D biomechanical model of your beautiful body through the proprietary algorithms they developed with the help of the world's leading ergonomics and biomechanics experts. The results, the most comfortable mattress you've ever slept on. Helix customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. And for couples, they customize each side of your mattress because you know you and your dumb, tidy bladder, or maybe your spouse, maybe she's always on the bowl. Maybe every 20 minutes, she's like, where's the paper? I need the funny papers. And you're like, oh, no, not again. Take the Febreze. They customize both sides of your mattress. Your mattress arrives in your door in about a week, and shipping is 100% free. 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 Matt likes that. I like yeah, that. that's why I chime in. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes are all talking about Helix Sleep. You got 100 nights to try it. If you don't mm. love it. They're going to pick it up for free, and they're going to give you a 100% refund. No sniveling, annoying questions. Didn't you like it? Shut up! Go to helixsleep.com slash UFC. Get $50 off your order. Helixsleep.com slash UFC. Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash UFC. Let them know that your buddies Matt and Jim sent you, and that we do think that it's important you try it for 100 free nights. And if you don't like it, they come. No questions. They're not going to bother you with questions. Uh Uh-uh. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online, Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? Of course you do. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of one button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all of this on your phone or your tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered that's quickenloans.com slash unfiltered equal housing lender license in all 50 states nmls consumer access.org number 3030 uh so we're talking about mcgregor and diaz may get in some kind of talk to me trouble because of uh wow and look just walked in kurt metzger oh shit 
Hey, Kurt. Hi, buddy. What's up, man? We're talking about. Nice uh, to see you. Good to see you, pal. Man, this is just a, a jam packed. This is just we're going, diving yes. right into this. We really are, because uh, we I got we here one second time. You. Matt, I, I started twenty minutes ago. Matt Sarah just got here because we have a scheduling idea, and Kurt uh, just walked in. Show where the knob is, because I couldn't find oh, that shit it. either. I know I couldn't hey, either. How, how was man? your guys' weekend? It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> I know, yeah, you, you kind of had like a real, uh, you, you understand kind of how Nate felt after that fucking Conor fight. You, uh, you took a bit of a beating. You know, I don't because I didn't even go to Mike Chase ass to watch the fight because I had uh, do some crazy shit happen to me since, I mean, uh, outside of the other thing, some crazy shit happened. So, so let's just keep people to the curse. We had Amy in on the last podcast. She came in on Tuesday's show and we discussed basically what happened that you had, uh, you, you know, talked about this uh, this uh, improv guy. Who I had was, a spirited debate. Yeah, about it. <laughs> and, and whenever you talk about, like, rape issues, it's got to be handled a certain way. It and, does, man. It really does. And people misinterpret. Because you're a good dude. You you fight for people who you think are being bullied. You're not a piece of shit. Well, let me, let me just, like, kind of give it some context. I think people, I'm like, and by the way, I haven't, just the amount of pressure without, I don't read this shit about me because I'm just like, I'm better, I'm better off not. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. So without that, it, the pressure's crazy. Like, I'm getting... And I don't even want to complain about me because... But, you know, just whoever's, like, going to rape and murder my girlfriend and keep saying that, like, could you just not? Right. <laughs> could you like, just not? <laughs> like, to teach me about rape culture? First of all, uh, fair point, number one. <laughs> yeah. But... uh getting threats. You know, that shit really goes through me. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. All the other shit, I'm not... And I, got, I know I got fans and shit that back me. Nobody who already wasn't out to get me for like other internet shit is against me. So don't, nobody's got to worry that, I, you know, and I'm not implying people are worried about me like that, but I have fans who are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm, I got no problem with the fucking social mob at me and all that. It's probably even good. They did ultimately because what happened is, well, first this kicked off because I got contacted by this dude. And I don't even want to say his name. I don't even want to legally. Oh, I didn't realize you were contacted by it. No, we're not going to say his name. <laughs> even though it is this story. But yeah, you know. could Google the guy in the center sure. of the rape case. Um, and and uh, somebody told him to like, I'm not even going to say who, but somebody's like, somebody told me I should contact you because apparently I'm a freelance rape detective. So he, uh, I called him and I'm like, so what? what is this? Like, I'm just like, what happened? I'm not like, I, I don't know, even know what I can say, but I'll just tell you, I kind of feel like I got lied to and I kind of feel like... Uh, Somebody kind of is happy that I'm taking their heat. Put it that way. Okay, you feel like maybe a guy involved in the case. Yeah, not saying uh, who. Not saying who. Didn't didn't say to you uh, everything that was truthful. Yeah, and and I'm thinking back on what he said, and I'm like, wow, I really should have looked a little red, closer. Little red flag. Okay, me. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, I think it was Thursday or Friday. Uh, this is how she told me to put it. Like, I now I didn't before. I currently have a personal connection to one of the women who came forward. Maybe you see somebody called me. Okay, yeah. called me because I was never saying don't believe a woman. I was saying I need a little more to go on to just call somebody a rapist than he's a rapist. Pass it on. UCB said right. Okay, and that's and I admit I made my point quite poorly because everybody seemed somehow that became I love rape and I so clearly on my end. <laughs> well, whenever there's anger involved in, in it, it was thing, anger, dude. And, and but you're not angry at the the, the women, or you're angry at this that's blogging right. culture. Listen, I understand that, and we that all... dude. And that is so. That's the thing. I don't care. Listen, my career is fine, dude. And this is the most sick thing. It probably helped it 
That's that's sick. Yeah, and, any type of notoriety. That is right. fucking sick. And let me sick. just chime in for the people that, unless you talked about this earlier, Jim. Because I do it, I Kurt. I got here two seconds before you. Yeah. I, I suck. But just, I know we talked about this the last with episode Amy, yeah. with Amy. So anybody that missed the last episode, Kurt got into a little bit of hot water or, or some. He got some controversy, right? Because he, uh, how do we just set this up for he people? He talked that don't about. Okay, here's what I said. Yes. I go, uh, and and this is what I meant. And yeah. I know whatever words I said that were hurtful or etc. You and just I, didn't. I, I apologize. You understand I come from kind of a fucked up background. Yeah. I was in, I never called it this before, but I was in a cult. And so I got- and You were I, and, in literally a cult? Well, I never called Jehovah's Witnesses a cult before this. Yeah. And I kind of didn't look back on it. With, but when I think about it, I, like I got a lot of anger issues that stem from being told what to think and how to think it, or your disfellowship, they call it. That's where you kicked out. And, and my, my mother didn't desert me or these people, but you get cut off from everyone. So if I think that I'm about to get disfellowshipped again- I'm like, all right, motherfuckers, disfellowship me. You understand? Like, I have this yeah. thing that's never been dealt with. So you go against any ideology where you think you're being told what to think. And I got to be part of the group. I got to be part of the group. And and dude, I said I, a woman's story is fine. There was no story at the time I yelled. Yeah. There was no. If I heard, remember Beth when she came out with the thing. Okay, that's a story. That's something where there's just so people understand this for future reference. A lot of men, because of course. I get where people are like, okay, who would lie about rape? Because why would you when it's so easy to get raped for real? Yeah. <laughs> why would you lie? Right. Yeah. But it does happen. And if you're anyone who's ever been through someone saying something you didn't do like that, it, it and then you don't know who the other human being is who's saying they got raped. How do you like... So you you, you end up identifying with yeah. the person you don't want to identify with. You identify with someone who could have something not true said about it. It's just in yeah. a nutshell, to keep it simple, right. people. Yeah. yeah, you just talked about this case, and your anger was not directed at the people who were victimized, or allegedly victimized, or possibly it was directed at being told what to feel about something before all the facts were there present you go. to you. There you go. So and what's on, changed since then? Okay, so so this woman called me, dude, on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Someone who, who, here, let's just all say hypotheticals. Um, sure. I'll just tell you that's a fact. I have a, a person, person in the case, yeah. Okay, but let's just say hypothetically, this uh, uh, somewhat Turkish looking comedian said some things and was like, I don't have this story. And then hypothetically, a victim of this hypothetic person who was not anyone, okay, legally, yeah, yeah, not anyone, uh, called him, okay, because they were like, you know what, he probably just needs some more information. And he he maybe wouldn't be yelling. And they told this comedian in ex and I, when I tell you in explicit detail what the fuck happened, yeah. I mean it, it ruined six different kinds of porn searches for this comedian for the rest of his life. So you, <sighs> you you basically were were told information you didn't have when you first wrote that. Stuff. And it was very and it was very fucking kind to that person to call me. I gotta tell you, yeah. they're, they're, I'll tell you this: this woman is very funny and is one of us, and not like a fucking blogger, whatever the hell I was fighting about. She ain't that, okay? Yeah. In fact, she called. The, it's not that she called to comfort me. I'm not trying to give that right, impression. Right, right. But she's so goddamn funny, and I can't break... Like, she'll make whatever statement she wants when she wants to, and, and I, I believe she is, but I'm not going to step on none of it. Sure. I didn't have all the information, and the information she gave me boiled my fucking blood because I also talked to the dude. And people, they say, people, when, you, when something like this happens, when uh, there's a controversy and, and you learn, like, oh my God, I didn't know all the information. And this is not just comedian says something that people object to. This is any form of social media where people get in, uh, in trouble for shit. Well, you can't trust people. But then, well, then if you yeah. change how you see it, like, oh, okay, I kind of see it this way now. Oh, you, what are you, pussy now? I'm like, not, yeah, I'm not even worried about that. Yeah, listen, I mean, they listen, don't get it. Listen, some people don't, but, but the people that I alienated, a lot of them thought, and this is this person. 
she goes, listen, you had some points. I feel like you made a couple mistakes, okay? And she goes, look, you made me cry. You made some of these other women I know cry. And I didn't feel too awesome to hear that, right. okay? Mm. And, she, and I go, Jesus, I'm so sorry. She goes, you don't have to apologize. You didn't rape me. And, I, and for a day, I thought I raped somebody. <laughs> like, right. yeah. You know? For, and, they were uh, coming at you with the same anger that was really... Right. And, and um, I mean, God, dude, she fucking probably kept me from doing something crazy to myself. I, I mean, that's crazy that a, a, a rape victim would have to help me. <laughs> right. And, right. But what she did, man, I got to say she fucking did. I, it, it, and not only that, Barry Crim, you called me and Barry Crimmins called me. A bunch of people called me, dude. Yeah. Fucking Rob Schneider called me. And but by me. the way, you spoke. All right. Just so, so I, I spoke, got so, straight. You just, spoke to the guy that, that supposedly did this, though? Yeah. Before, oh, any, before okay. any of it happened. And you had a prior relationship with him? Like, no. Never, oh, never okay. met anybody. Not from any. Oh, all right. But first of all, I got no business sticking my nose in, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I don't know anyone involved. Okay. It's just. It was disturbing to me. It seems like less and less information now with this yeah. kind of thing. And I'm on board. By the way, if I know your story, so I really want to clarify that. Like, your experience is fine. I didn't have, I didn't see one. I just saw, hey, guilty. With nothing, nothing. Yeah. Let me ask you but, too. Yeah. After, sorry, after all this happens, and for people, you know, Amy did allude to this and we talked about it. What for you has changed? Like, okay, like you're a guy who, who Kurt's very outspoken, brilliantly funny, a great well, writer, a funny what, comic. Man. What has got, changed for you? It's because Barry called me, dude. You know Barry Crimmins? I do. Barry Crimmins is a, is a legendary comedian. Louis is actually doing his special. And, it, you know, in, in the special, he's uh, he talks a lot about his childhood abuse, and he's a really funny, political, outspoken yeah, guy. Well, that dude, I met him in Montreal when I was running my hour, okay? And I became friends with him immediately. And the dude's a rape survivor of... I mean, if you watch the documentary on Netflix, kid, yeah. it's the worst shit. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't get. Like, even a dude who's not into, like, let's say, feminist theory or whatever would stomp a rapist to death if they could. Okay? So there's a common ground there where it doesn't have to be a, a, a boys versus girls thing all the fucking right, time. Right, right, right. Okay? And so my bad part in it is the shit I was flailing, flailing against kind of clumsily, I didn't, I didn't consider some things. And this person was kind enough to call me, this woman, and just tell me all the things that I didn't think uh, of. And this is someone I like. I don't know her name even. This is somebody I would be friends with. I, like, you know, like I wish it was on my show or was he because they're funny. And I totally get, and I can't tell you because I'm not going to bring yeah, the comments. Yeah. But I totally get why she's smart. How she did this, man. She's like even the stuff I hate about this. She played this system fucking smart, and I. It's almost like I blew her cover. But the good thing is, because there's so much heat coming down on me, I could just tell you I do believe her. I mean, I could just tell you that. Okay. So, so like that's a, that's like a good thing to come out of it. And I don't give a shit about none of. I mean, other than don't rape my girlfriend, please. I don't give a fuck about none of this shit they're saying. I mean, all whatever lies, say them. How is it? None of it's as bad as what she told me happened to her. None of it. Not one Amy, part. Amy spoke really highly of you and said that she's still good. You guys are good. Everything is good. Well, and... it's it gets frustrating because you because people try to rubber stamp who you are that don't know. You know, in yeah. the interview. It's amazing when they interview. Amy's the only woman I think I know that anyone's spoken to that actually knows me. They, they've spoken to other people that are like bloggers that hated me that I've never met. It's some internet beef. Yeah. I found out they're under the impression I did all this shit that I've never done. Part of the problem is, you know, you're, you're creep. I mean, well, I don't know if you can relate to having creep-ass fans here and there. Oh, but, my uh, God, can I? And I'm creepy looking and so are you. That's yeah. a big one. They look at our pictures. They're like, oh, these guys have creep written all over them. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> dude, I mean, I even, <laughs> I even reached out. Because listen, when, I, when she called me, 
I, I was so shaken by this shit she told me, man, that I was like, look, oh, and the reason she called me was I read, the, what set me off was this one blog, like Kurt Metzger should shut up. I'm not even gonna say the name because they asked me on to you. Yeah. But I kind of opened up to that person. I go, listen, this is some shit that happened to me. So just understand how, where I'm coming from. And they were pretty nice about it. They didn't spit it in my face. And that's how this woman was able to call me. Okay, and that's pretty, pretty kind. And I gotta <clears> say, that dude, I ain't heard from him one time. One time since this shit started. Ain't that interesting? Yeah. One time I haven't heard, hey, thanks for the heat. Like, there's something real telling about that, that someone who I believe, who I believe, not saying legally, who I believe is a victim has called me every day just because I, I wanted them to. And yeah. I don't know how to, you know what I mean? That, that, there's something telling there, man. And I, and, and I think it's real interesting I ain't heard from this dude at all. Not even yeah. a little bit. When I'm eating his heat. So I just want people to know that, like, You're getting more heat than me. the guy that fucking uh, is being. Did it, yeah. yeah. But yeah. this this story too, by the way, this story. I talked to somebody at uh, high up at the UFC about. It. He goes, "Oh yeah, man, I heard that story. I read it. I don't even remember where I was. I don't have much chance to well, read then this story." Well, nobody No, they all. Yeah. Not what you, but just the whole the yeah. heat about it. it yeah. went, the New York Times covered it. I mean, so yeah, you know what I would say. The thing maybe going forward, people is the reason I believe her, and I do. And I, by the way, I understand as as annoying as feminist shorthand can be to people that aren't like part of it, there's a lot of stuff that I agree with in it, such as, okay, what if you think someone did get raped and you don't want to get sued? <laughs> right. And how are you supposed to say that besides you believe her? How are you supposed to say it? Like, how am I supposed to say it to you? Right. So, so, so You're I got to believe someone. Yeah. And I got to acknowledge that the way some bad shit happened to me and I take solace in joking my way out of everything. Somebody else might take solace in some ideas that I think are culty or whatever and, and bad. You know what I mean? And a person writing a blog about me who maybe I was like, fuck you, I'll show you. Maybe some bad shit happened to them and it's just their way of they're getting through their day. Well, I'm not in trouble for my jokes. I'm in trouble for my Facebook. We all, it's funny, yeah. man, how we all get out of it. We all move on from awful stuff our own way. Like, you know what I mean? I joke about it. You joke right. and write about it. Matt, you fucking throw somebody through a wall over it. Like, that's <laughs> right. if, Matt, if I could do what Matt did, <laughs> I would say. never tell him. Well, dude, joke you in know what? Yeah, let me tell you what my if thinking... I could get on the train and just not be fucked with, I'd be dude, so I... happy. <laughs> I, well, I didn't even think I was a guy like that. It's like I got a just a well of rage from shit that happened to me, and I just kind of always assumed I was funny because of it. Well, what are you vaping on? Is that calming you down? Uh, I, yeah. What is <laughs> it? It's just nicotine. Oh, okay. Um, uh, when Barry called me, because Barry, you know, here's the thing, dude. It, 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 some of the rhetoric is like men are just worthless, and like I never thought my career. Was I like finished. being told that though. Yeah. I like. When I, I love it. I'm with a girl. It's not what you pay for, Jim. This no, is just <laughs> you know, it's funny. No, I was talking. I was talking this morning about this or girl is it? who I uh, was talking about. Like she wants to just humiliate me with her feet in my mouth. I just I'm okay with that. How could that be humiliating? Well, you know, just tell me how much better other guys are. Well, I you know, know last uh, night I hope this I hope this uh, this gets put up somewhere on the internet because. Last night I called into some show in Chicago. The woman's name is Alicia. And I don't know if it's like a feminist comedy show, but because of this stuff I know, it, it's upsetting to me, you know, because of what I think, what I, now I believe happened in that sure. case. And it's upsetting to me. All the focus is on me and not on... Right, the whole And thing. this is the, the woman who called me is like, you know, uh, like it's she has zero control man it's like even if people on her she has zero fucking control and she's someone who jokes like me and she can't you know what I mean? She's just like how I would cope with the thing. She can't openly joke and she can't openly... It's a shitty position. So I don't give a fuck what anything happened to me. Like, what she told me, dude, if I told you, you would lose your goddamn mind. It is so fucked up. And and she's like a soldier, dude. And that's, that's the thing, just so you know about somebody who's a rape victim, which I didn't even take into account. It's like someone's a soldier. And some of these people who are hard to deal with, 
they like came back from the war not right in the head. You yeah, know? fucked them up. And and I gotta have a little mercy for them, even if they're like, I want to destroy you. It, it, it's it, even me reaching out to that person was almost silly because I'm damaged and this person is. So it's like the guy who thinks he's George Washington reaching out to the woman who thinks right. she's Cleopatra. And meanwhile, this person who I believe was actually raped has more sense than either of us <laughs> and is like talking me down. So the lesson is just like, even dude, Barry Crimmins, who fucking was so helpful. When I told him that people were going to rape, tell me they're going to rape murder my girlfriend. Dude, that guy, could, he had to stop talking to me. That's how hard it hit him. Okay? And I've never even seen a man react that way. I've never seen a man react that way to that, okay? And, it, and it, you know, maybe I was a little dismissive of, of certain women with shit like that because it took me aback, dude. And he wasn't even telling me, you know, I was asking about a joke if it was okay that I think is on, like, the right, even by anybody's standards, the right side. It's a Jerry from Subway yeah. joke. And I had to go back and think about it because he wasn't telling me the joke, hey, that's your rape culture. He was like, oh, yeah, dude, it's fine. It's just it affects me so deeply that I can't even be rational and that's the thing I got to take into account with it. So there's something for me to consider there. There is. There's something called, you know, it's funny, as performers, as uh, you, you, it's like one of the greatest things I've learned is like, just think before I tweet something. Like I was talking to a comedian yeah. about that today. Like it's so hard to think for, because we live in a culture now, man. It's Dude, not I did. I did. That's the fucked up part. I did. But I'm, but I'm saying you in know. general, it's, like, it's so easy. Like I'm very, I, I lash out. That's what yeah. I do, man. And uh, I don't have the ability to fight. It's like every fighter I've talked to. Like, a lot of them had shit when they were kids. And a lot of it was, you know, not all of them, but a lot of them had, like, older brothers that would right. kick their ass. And, and these guys learned to fight. And you learn to protect yourself and became great fighters, you know. For me, it was always the things I said and the things I wrote. And I've learned to kind of... It's like, you know how you hold back from fucking belting somebody? Well, you don't you have to, to fight every goddamn battle. I mean, it, look... Yeah. What happened to me was so traumatic, and I really probably never dealt with it until Barry just said something to me. The guy just knew my whole life from watching my set one time. Yeah. And, and he's like, look, you got to get back to that kid that you were. Because here's what happens. When something traumatic happens to you, this is where I could relate to somebody. Who's, and I wasn't sexually abused, but I was, I, it was bad, okay? What, your, your childhood or something? What, how, the, what happened to me, yeah. And, okay. and, and you know what? I can't even tell you who did it. <laughs> oh, really? I get it, man. I get where these people come from because I, I, I have reasons I can't tell you what it was, who did it. You have ther you going to therapy or? Well, now, but, okay. but just like. So Some goes, therapist is making a career out of him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a bunch of bloggers have. Why not a therapist? Um, but, it, but it's funny. It's like when that first thing happens to you that changes you, okay? whatever yeah. age it is. And there's nothing he told me. There's just something I realized about myself. Like, it's almost like uh, doing a drug for the first time, but like a shitty version of it. Yeah. Right? And then it's like you're chasing, not a, you're chasing a low forever. <laughs> like, I'm chasing, chasing that first low from the first time I was changed. My data got corrupted. So just on my end, that that's the issue with me. F fuck me and all that. I believe what this woman told me. She was very nice with all this shit coming down to call me up to be like, you know what? I maybe didn't, you didn't have enough information and you just, after I made her cry, she called me up. That means a lot to me, man. And this fucker, I think lied to me. So just so you know, like while the heat's on me, I'm, I'm fine with people want to bash me all they can. Like that's good. But just leave, but you. leave your girlfriend out of it. That's all. Yeah. Like, like, like it. it's like, I've heard it. This is like fucking the shark. I mean, <laughs> like, what yeah. are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what are you talking about? It's, You're going to teach me a lesson by rape. And by the way, I got to acknowledge this. I don't even like these words, like rape culture, and I think it's a vague word, but the bottom line is it is addressing a thing, which is someone's mad at me about a comment. Here's my crime. I misspoke on Facebook. 
This is the crime I did, and I admit to it. By the way, that to interrupt you. That, that's a crime so many people commit. Facebook's a rough place, man. Like people, people yeah. right? People lose like over politics and all this stuff. Families get get fucked up. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, what? my uncle Bob Dude. is voting for Trump. You know, Dude, he just gets and I've mad. lost absolutely nothing. By the way, I've not been fired from anything. Amy's my dear friend, so there's nothing wrong there. Yeah. Now, comedy, and, and I want to clarify this because people who are fans of mine are attacking Comedy Knockout on True TV, Mo Mandel show. Yeah, um, they, it was Thursday. I was supposed to be on. They obviously couldn't have me on in for a fucking lighthearted yeah. <laughs> cable show. But please don't fucking say evil shit to them. What yeah. choice do they have? They're nice it's my friends. Fun. They're good people. Yeah, I made a little joke at my podcast where I go, I go, I have to explain. This is the only way I could get out of doing comedy knockout on Thursday. Yeah, and it was a joke. And I said afterwards, I'm kidding. But I got to watch everything I say because people just go off. They don't. They listen to half and yeah. go off. So for the love of God, lay off a comedy knockout. They did zero wrong. They did nothing they didn't have to do that I made them have to do. No one's deserting me. There's no. It's it. That's the thing that that really fucks with me is because ultimately, I from all the social media mob thing, I just come out on top and and I believe this woman and these others got raped and and it doesn't sit right with me. Well, let me ask you, now that you you spoke to the the person and this and that, do you, do you have any regrets about anything or, or not at all? Yeah. First of all, I don't even know what the hell you said, but I have, I'm just saying. I have, like, a, I have a lot of regrets about it because uh, I want to yeah. make a rape victim cry. I was go. never directing anything. You know, I called into this show do last you, night. Let me ask you, to know, do you regret writing out of anger without having had all the facts? Well, without a doubt. I mean, I, I mean, if you had to pinpoint what went wrong, there I what, you go. That's it. <laughs> what can right. you say? It's weird to hear Kurt talk like this too, because I know Kurt for so many years, and he, and, he, and to hear a guy because no, I'm Gardner, manic, dude. Listen, I'm manic, but and to hear you go like, "Hey, yeah. man, no, I've actually changed." But something I've never from... realized. Listen, when I didn't, I called in this show last night because it, it bothers me so much, and I'm like, "Holy Christ, I, I, someone could be a rapist, and no one's talking about that. They're talking about me." That bothers yeah. the shit out of me, and and I the, this girl's name is uh, woman. And let me say woman and not girl, just because. Yeah. It's not as this is not even a sex thing. It's like victim talk. I have such low self esteem. I think of myself as a boy, and I say. Yeah. I oh. yeah. I've never passed. I see you as a boy. If that helps. <laughs> That's why whenever Kurt walks in, I pinch his Jim, cheeks yeah, and make uncle Jim noises. Jim sees me as a boy because it's the only way he can come. But I have a problem, okay? I have a personal problem. Um, but this woman, Carly, who went on my, who was on my page going, you're done. And I just talked to her, and, and she was very nice to me. And she didn't understand a goddamn word I was saying, and half the shit I understand. But you know what? She gave a shit to just listen to me, and I, and I give her credit. So I tell her this stuff that I think, that I feel, that I... You know, she goes, Oh, you want to call on the show? I don't know how they're going to treat you. Whatever. Yeah. The woman's name's Alicia. It's something in Chicago. I hope you listen to it of me calling it because, honestly, God, it's my best effort to try to salvage something good from whatever. We okay? got, just so you know, we got a phone call coming in. Oh, okay. Second. Paige Van has um, So, fucking, uh, <laughs> I forgot where I was. Saw so you on your phone with those people. Oh, and, and what I didn't realize is how people looked at me because I don't feel like I'm any kind of anything. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain, like, she's like, well, why would you post it? I'm like, well, you got to understand I got, like, low self-esteem. She goes, you work for Comedy Central, and you are an Emmy Award-winning writer. And I'm like, oh. It's oh, good for your ego. Dude, but I, listen, I didn't even, <laughs> it didn't even dawn on me that anyone was looking at me like that at all. At all. You understand? Right. And I'm in my head, I'm still this person Worthless who got hurt. bag of shit, yeah. And I didn't even uh, dawn on me. The next morning, I go... The person, I go, hey, could you put that up? She goes, yeah, like, uh, listen, if you want to talk some more, I got to work at this taco truck and I'll talk to you again. <laughs> and I, and I mean, holy shit, I'm like, oh, I'm talking to somebody who works at a taco truck and I'm, 
you know, <laughs> so that helped me get my head. So if you hear this show I called into and it sounds like I'm getting beat up on it, yeah. listen to it. Because I just needed to get beat up like that to just get my head screwed on straight that I don't work at a taco truck. I'm a goddamn funny comic. You know, so so if I had just had <laughs> if I had just had the self esteem in the yeah. first place, I would never be speaking out of anger. You know, I'm funny I, without that shit. I am. I find it's a block to being funny, being angry all the time. I looked at it as fuel. Is, he, is nah. he convulting or are we having a call? What are you doing, Chris? Yeah, well, I'm gonna get Paige on the phone. Oh, because I see you fucking. I don't know if you had a, a stomach problem or something. You're fucking shaking in your in your fucking chair. Um, you know, we have to call Paige. We have yeah, Paige yeah. What is? It, yeah, all right. Let me see this. It's funny though. You see, you have low self-esteem. Comics are so um, all interesting. Well, you know, I yeah, talked to her. She, the yeah. woman I talked to is so funny. I'm like, I was like, you know, before this happened to you, it was like, I mean, it was like life okay. She's like, no, I'm a comedian. What do you, how do you think it was? <laughs> oh, she was are oh. all flakes. Yeah, this is someone who is like already had it because. And by the way, for how funny this woman is who talked to me, something else happened clearly on par with me because she's cracking me up. Oh, so on funny. top of it, some fucker did this to her. Let me ask you, and not to get off topic of that, but uh, you, you say you, lo you you got low self esteem when you walk on the onto the fucking stage. I know you that it's you a confident? bubble. Are you it's confident, dude, or is it, dude? That's the thing. And I when you realize. get done, are you high afterwards? You of course, like, you're high great. afterwards. I get out of being me, me for two seconds. Hello, even though, yeah. Sorry, Kurt. Hi. Hi, is this Paige? Yes, this is her. Oh, hi, Paige. Wow, we didn't think we'd get you directly. Usually, there's people to go through. This is UFC Unfiltered with Matt Sarah, and I'm Jim Norton. And uh, we're here with our comedian, Kurt Metzger. How are you doing? Hi, Paige. Hey, Hello. I'm doing well. Nice to hear you. I, I always ask people, you actually have a pretty good uh, connection. Are you on a home or a cell phone? Uh, cell phone. Okay, we have a lot of bad connections. Are you Are you driving? Last, we had Cowboy Cerrone on last week, and he was driving and screaming at his dogs. Are you stationary? <laughs> No, I'm pretty. I'm stationary for now. I'm just packing up, about to head to the airport. Oh, okay. And uh, you're heading to uh, where? To Canada. And when did? What? And this is for next Saturday. This is yeah. It's actually this Saturday. Okay. And so, how you only go up like four days? I would always think people would want to go like a week or two in advance to get used to the uh, the climate. Or is that just me being OCD and crazy? Uh, no, that makes sense. Uh, but Canada, uh, we're going to Vancouver, so it's really just straight up. It's not that different of a climate or anything like that. Have you been there before? I have, yeah. So I, it doesn't change. It's not that much different. Hey, when you go to a city, do you actually walk around and look? I'm, 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 I, I travel, and I'm the worst. I just sit in my stupid hotel room all day, and then I go out and I do my show at night, and then I eat late at night, and then I do nothing the next day. Or do you actually live and explore the city? It depends. I mean, I've been able to explore a few really cool cities, but sometimes I've gone to like Vegas so much that... Whenever I go to Vegas, I pretty much just stay in the hotel room. Well, didn't you start with uh, Ken Shamrock's gym in Nevada? I did, yeah. Yep. And uh, what were you doing right before you started training, and what made you start training? Um, before I started training, um, I was actually running cross-country and um, going to school. And then, uh, I don't know, I just woke up one day and was like, you know, I want to try MMA. And I, I had been watching it on TV a lot with my father, and he was a huge fan of it. So... Woke up and I was like, hey, can I go try a glass? And he was stoked, really excited. He, he ended up taking me. Now, Paige, how are you, Paige? Matt, Sarah, nice to talk to you. Hi, good. Uh, <laughs> now, let me, let me ask you, you, you kick such ass. Well, you kick ass anyway, but uh, on Dancing with the Stars. That's it, Dancing with the Stars, right? Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always get things wrong. Jimmy's just like, yes. But uh, yeah, Dancing, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I always second guess myself. But yeah, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, my wife, my kids, they loved you on there. You, you killed it on there. What made you, are you just more passionate about fighting or did you want to, 
do something what made you get away from dance? i'm not i don't know if you got away from dance because i still see you you're doing your thing but what made you choose fighting as the career and, and not dancing or is that you know what i mean yeah you know i pretty much i just kind of knew at a young age i'd be successful and i wanted to be 100 percent successful at anything i tried or put my mind to and it ended up being fighting i didn't actually plan on making it a career it just kind of happened i was very blessed in that sense where i just started fighting and slowly it turned into a career and it, it is something that i'm so passionate about and being on dancing with the stars is a huge amazing opportunity and i'm going to continue to take advantage of those opportunities that do present themselves um but at the same time i, I am a fighter first and uh, that's why people like me is because, you know, I, I am a fighter and I'm a little bit different than any, any other fighter. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I love what I do. And um, I'm very thankful that because I'm in the UFC, all these other really neat opportunities are coming up. Well, you were you were uh, bullied uh, and that kind of motivated you to begin fighting, too. You were bullied in high school. Yeah, I was. And actually, I didn't get into fighting because of the bullying, but because because of fighting, I feel like I finally found my confidence again. You know, going through something as significant as I did, it it can kind of dim your light and it can take away who you are and make you feel like, um, I don't know, it can make you really shy and kind of uh, inside person. And then after I found fighting, it, it really opened me up again. It made me a lot more um, outgoing, which I, I feel like I lost as a child. What happened? Like, were you bullied by other students, or was it what you were new in school, or what was it about you that they didn't like, or you think that they didn't like? Um, I'm not really sure. I know it was the students I went to high school with, but um, we ended up moving, and that kind of got me away from all of it. So because of it, I decided to go to college early, which was a great opportunity as well. You know, I, I decided I was done with high school. I didn't really want to go through that anymore. I ended up going to college when I was 16, and um, it was, and then because of that, I ended up finding fighting and being able to balance all these awesome opportunities. I was done with high school because I went to rehab and dropped out. At least you went on to college. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope all those little shits that were messing with you are watching you right. are dancing with the stars and kicking ass in the UFC. Those little shits. I can't stand bullies. Yeah, it's a good question. Do you see any of those people from high school? Do, do they ever, uh, have you, any of them contacted you? Yeah, actually, I have had a few people, um, send me messages and apologize. Um, but other than that, it's something I'm not really worried about. It, it was a long time ago, and I've moved on and forgave them. Maybe it's, it's hard for people to see that. Um, they think that maybe they're the only one. So wait, you uh, did you accept the apologies? <laughs> of course, yeah. You know, I, I of course I accept their apologies, and it's I've just moved on and um, forgive and forget. Oh, she's positive. She's a positive person. I know, yeah. I know, but I'm I'm you know? I'm I'm not. So I'm like, it's hearing that is inspiring. <laughs> it's, it's, it's part of who she hangs out with. You, you, you're with the alpha males, right? You with your eye on all them. <laughs> I am. Yep, I'm on. Team oh, man, you're in. You're in good company. I, I love those guys. Yep. I really do. Yep. You know, every time I'm around them, I feel like I'm one of them because we're all around the same height. You know, I'm a little husky for them, but they're all like, they're all. You know, you know, Jimmy. You know all the alpha males. The little. I, you're Ryan not husky. And, you're perfectly. Why well, not? Hey. Well, you know, I get. Come on, your body image. I get a little carby. You know. <laughs> I get a little carpet. I, I really do. <laughs> I'm five. Paige, I'm five six. I mean, what do you want? I'm retired fighting. You know, I mean, what do you do? I, I like the pasta. I don't have to walk around with like uh, abs like Paige, right? You know, but yeah, Paige. You know, uh, that's the fun part about fighting. I guess I get paid to stay in shape is how I look at it. Yeah, that was the worst part for me when I was fighting. But let me <laughs> listen. Speaking of fighting, Beck Rawlings is uh, she's a, she's a, a scrappy one. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're a scrappy one yourself, but she, she likes to do the, she's real good with the Muay Thai. She's obviously going to want to keep it standing. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel you're real, uh, really well-rounded. I mean, how are you feeling about this fight with Beck? I feel great, you know, going into it. I feel really good. This is a great matchup for me. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to get back in the octagon, especially after coming off of Dancing with the Stars. I feel like this is, it's perfect timing. And your last fight, I mean, listen, you fought you fought Rose, uh, Thug Rose, mm-hmm. and that was that was a scrap. I mean, she learned a lot from her losses, and then 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 she uh, stepped it up with you. And, and let me tell you something: you're not in that quick tap club because there's like a few times where I'm like, geez, I mean, you're, you're definitely <laughs> you're, you're 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 really tough. And uh, what the fuck? I, you know what? No, it's funny, Paige. I'm talking to you, and I'm looking at Kurt, the comedian, and now he's drawing puzzles. And before he was smoking his vape pen, and I got ADD. So when I was <laughs> No, what happened? <laughs> it's fucking you can't no, do no, that he, to he, me. No, 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 no. Here's, here's exactly, I gotta run. Now. Here's exactly what happened. This is so great. Paige, Paige. is talking. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt has a scheduling conflict and has to leave, so he, Kurt goes. I have to go, but he didn't want to interrupt Paige because she was talking. Yeah. So I wrote to him. You can go. It's cool. We'll just say that you left. And you know me, so you know where that was going. But, but poor, I didn't, I didn't want Paige. To, we actually didn't want to interrupt, so he was trying to be courteous, and then uh, <laughs> and then Matt broke the old fourth wall. So now oh, I broke that. Oh, I, I, I went through that thing like the fucking Kool Aid guy. <laughs> I broke hey, listen, All Paige. Right. Good luck with your fight, man. I'm uh, I'm out of here, guys. Thank you. Right, later, Kurt. <laughs> Take care, buddy. Paige. By the way, that was, that was the you're best. witnessing the end of all our careers. <laughs> no, it Kurt, was fu- nice to meet you, man. All right, good luck with everything. It homie. was funny. Kurt goes, Paige. Good luck with your fight, man. <laughs> he, he doesn't know sports talk. All right, good seeing you, buddy. Okay, go ahead, you guys. Uh, oh man, we were talking about her fight with with Beck, and I was talking about how tough she is. And yeah, she, she is. And oh, but that's what I was getting. See how you brought me back, Jimmy? Yeah, you I could bring it. me back. Well, that's what I do. I, was, I know I'm unfocused. Too, I was buddy. saying her last fight with Rose, she came up a little short, and uh, you know, I mean, since then, obviously, you made uh, the corrections. What what have you take? What have you uh, improved since then? Or did you go back and do you watch that loss a lot? When I lose, I watch it maybe once, twice, and I never, I burn the fucking tape. I don't watch it again because it's such hard. To, it's so hard to watch. But uh, what did what did you take from that 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 fight with Rose? Um, you know, I I take away a lot. You know, I um, went in there and didn't get the win. Obviously, I, I learned a lot, and then I just move on and move forward and try to get everything better. You know, I, I do think I'm well rounded, so I also think I need to work on absolutely every area of my fight game. So I, I've worked on everything that I can, and um, I feel good now. You know, I feel really good going into this fight. And you're 22 years old, and you said your father was into MMA or is into MMA, right? Yeah. Who's now, his favorite yeah. fighter? <laughs> Who's his favorite fighter? And and also, uh, who were some of the fighters that inspired you? And please don't say me. I'll just blush. But <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, Matt, you made me think that that looks easy. I can do it. She <laughs> gives you some awful answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, for me, I don't know. Uh, some of my favorite fighters of growing up, uh, Forrest Griffin was definitely one of the standouts. I know whenever he fought, I would want to. We would go out, act, and get pizza, and like go watch him fight. It was a really cool event. Every, anytime we got to watch Forrest fight, so uh, he was just I don't know the standout. He was the first one. I was like, wow, that's that's awesome. No, nah, that's cool. I mean, who doesn't like Forrest? The way he brings yeah. it, right? <laughs> Guy changed the sport, Jimmy. Yeah, he really did. I, I mean, mean, listen, that, his fight with Stefan. I mean, that, listen, that opened up the doors for everybody. It really did. That's why I mm-hmm. love the fact that guys like him and Liddell are still involved with uh, the UFC and they're still at the events and the fans still show their their love. You know, it, those are guys who are kind of pioneers in making it what it is, you know? Yep. Let me tell you something. I'm very, very excited for this weekend. Is this the weekend? 
Uh, it's this Saturday. It's yeah. Saturday. What am I talking about? I don't know, Matt. You think? I, listen, I'm having a rough day, but it's so nice to talk to Paige. And I'm and, and this fight with Beck Rawlings is going to be it, it. It's going to be phenomenal. And that's on the uh, Condit versus uh, Damian Maya. With Damian Maya, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, for that really- one. I don't want you to make a prediction, but what do you think of that one, Paige? Oh, that's a great fight. I mean, I, I don't even know. I, I do love Condit, um, but he's got a tough fight on his hands, so we'll see. It is funny with that because Condit is so, is very he is the more well rounded guy, but uh, you know, with 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 uh, with Maya with his Brazilian jiu jitsu, he could just smother guys that are more well well rounded than him because he's so good with his jiu jitsu. Yep. So I'm really interested to see that. Almost as interested as I am. As watching Paige. Well, and uh, <laughs> have you got recognized more from Dancing with the Stars or from uh, being be. in, in the UFC? Um, it's it's a different demographic actually. So I feel like after um, you just from fighting, it's a lot of males, a lot of dudes know who I am. Um, but then I come back to Dancing with the Stars. It is an older generation and um, a lot more females, which is really nice. Who beat you? I didn't see that season or any season. For that. I, I did watch Chuck Liddell. We quite enjoyed watching Chuck dance. Yeah. Uh, Niall DeMarco, he was uh, from America's Next Top Model. Um, he's a model, and um, he's deaf. So it was amazing to see how he was able to dance and couldn't hear any of the music. What is, now, is that just memorization, or is he feeling, uh, is there any kind of a vibe he can feel on the floor? What is he, fucking daredevil? I, no, people feel, but people <laughs> what like... What are you saying? Ray Charles, when Ray I Charles know, was blind, no, he would walk, and he would. He said he would hear the clicks in the hallway of his shoes, and he could tell when there was a doorway because the click was different. I just like, had to throw a comic book reference in oh. there. <laughs> That's what I had to do. I'm a man-child. Oh, shoot. So what, uh, yeah, exactly, how does he do that? I don't know. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with memorization and then a lot to do with... Um, uh, I don't know, just trying to count, and um, I have no idea. I mean, that's, it's just such a talent, and the way he was able to perform on the show was amazing. So it was it was really cool for me to see as well. Now, when you are, uh, you know, you you you're dancing, and, and you know, when you date, do you find that it's hard to date quote unquote regular guys because they're intimidated by what you do? Or I, I hear female comedians say that a lot because what they do is a powerful thing and it's an aggressive thing, and they're not easy to dominate as human beings. So they have to date either other comics or whatever. Has that? Have you run into that? Um, you know, I haven't noticed, but I don't really date, so. <laughs> Um, I haven't had to deal with that yet. Right now, I'm pretty just focused on fighting and staying in the gym. But I think maybe just because I don't have the typical fighter personality, I am aggressive and a little bossy. But um, who isn't? Oh, you are aggressive and a little bossy. A little bit. <laughs> All right, what do you What do you get bossy about? Like, what's something that immediately brings it out of you? Um, when I'm hangry. Hungry and angry? <laughs> the, the mix between hungry and angry, yeah. That's when I can get really, oh, really like, neat. That's when you can know I'm a fighter. It's like that Snickers commercial. Yeah. You know? I love to shove a Snickers. <laughs> What's the hardest food for you to avoid? I'm always amazed with the willpower you guys show. Yeah, I mean, during fight week, I mean, you just pretty much have to stay super disciplined with your diet, but you definitely crave things. Um, like, my favorite thing to eat right now that I can't eat is peanut butter, and it's, like, the best treat in the world. Like, every time I actually get... My one scoop of peanut butter, like, amazing. But um, when I'm out of fight camp, um, I love Thai food. 
What's, food, Mexican food, everything. What's the shittiest thing you've eaten like when it was leading up to fight week? Do you like, I just have to do this? And you're like, ugh, why did I do that? There has to be one thing you've eaten that you're like, I, I'm an idiot for eating that. Um, I mean, worse as in like bad for me. Yeah. Gosh, uh, I don't know. I try to stay really, actually really disciplined during fight camp. Um, it's whenever you step on the scale, seeing the numbers, like that's when you're like, all right, nope can't eat today and um i don't know it, it, i've never thrown my my weight cut so i've always i'm really strict during this part but then af- afterwards after i weigh in sometimes i'm like wow i probably shouldn't have eaten that like a brownie after i weigh in <laughs> that was a really dumb question i asked i appreciate you tolerating that shitty question i asked <laughs> fucking aunt jim what's the dear what's the worst thing you've eaten dear that was a terrible question and you're a true professional thank you for tolerating that shitty awful yeah. not insightful question she, she, she toler- she's tolerated a lot so far in this interview with your buddy kurt and everything well you know else. kurt didn't know but kurt was leaving quietly I, I made a scene with that. You did. You made a big scene. Like, you know I get distracted easily. Matt though. makes a scene, Paige. We apologize for that. Oh, man. Well, That's okay. <laughs> what else do we got for Paige? I don't want to keep her too long. Well, I'm, in, I'm interested to know. And, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, too, is the, the Nami Yunus fight. When you lost that, uh, what, what did it do to your psyche at all? I'm always amazed when somebody... That was your first uh, loss in the UFC? Yeah, that was. And what, what exactly did that do to your psyche? How did that change you, or didn't it? And initially, I was super bummed out. It was kind of hard to, like, leave my hotel room after the fight. But you just suck it up and move on. I mean, I've gone through a lot of hard things in my life. And a loss, probably, a loss in the UFC isn't the hardest thing I'm going to go through. I mean, I'm still fighting in the UFC, so I'm very blessed. And um, pull yourself together and move on. Well, you're 22. I mean, obviously, you're very young. So do you have any, like, acting aspirations? I know some people from uh, the fighting game going to acting as well. Yeah, I would love to. That's definitely something I feel like I would be able to balance well, especially during fighting. We have such a, like, we do have somewhat of an off season. We have so much time in between fights that I would love to continue to be able to balance these outside opportunities as they come. Have you gotten any acting offers or no? I have, actually. Um, I, I had to turn it down, though, just because I was going to be in fight camp for this fight. Um, and uh, it just scheduling wasn't going to work out because I had this fight lined up. Um, but maybe after, um, if, if scheduling works out, I would love to um, pursue those things. What kind of a role was it? Were you? Were you? It like, was. Uh, it was for the kickboxer movie. Is that the one? I know Michael Bisping is doing something. This is different. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be in that. But I actually, I do know a lot of um, other big fighters are going to be in the movie. Um, if they're remaking the kickboxer yeah, movie with John. GSP is going to be in there. Is he really? Oh, okay. Yeah. And you had to say no. That sucks, right? When you got to turn down a gig like that. Yeah, but it, it, you know, it was a place where it was easier to turn down because I know I have to be focused for this fight, and um, I'll, I'll there'll be more opportunities that come my way, and I know that. Oh, of course. Now, would you want to play more of a, an aggressive, like superhero role, or would you want to play like a romantic role, or like this, what? What's your ideal role? Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think a little bit of everything, especially because I am such a. I have a different personality than most fighters. It's a surprising when people find out that I can actually beat people up too. So, uh-huh. um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to start in like the more like aggressive roles where I do play a fighter or a badass, but then um, hopefully that transfers into other things as well. Well, you become uh, you started in 2012, and uh, you become quite a star in the UFC. Um, everybody knows your name, and uh, people are always excited to watch you fight. 
It's great. It's weird to think that happened, but uh, it's really cool. It did happen, and your personality is a part of that, though. You know, I mean, you're, you're fun in interviews, and you're open, and I think people, uh, you know, people become uh, attached to fighters like that because they feel like they know something about you. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's really cool. All right, well, good luck. You're fighting Beck Rawlings uh, this Saturday in Vancouver. It's on yep. the uh, Condit uh, Maya card, and, um, you know, good luck. I hope you, I hope you win. Sweet. Thank you so much. All right, Paige. Paige. Thanks. You're awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. You're really nice. I, I said, thanks. You're awesome. I don't. I never know how to end a phone call. <laughs> I, I never know what to say at the it's end. That's a nice uh, thing to say. It's I, yeah, but yeah. she really is. I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I hope you win. It's like, I feel like a child saying that, but I don't know what else to say. Let me tell you. This, uh, hey, Chris, not to throw you under the bus. Where the fuck was my uh, rundown? Ooh. I, I usually, Wait a minute, it's right in front of you. You're I, got, I got this shit now, but I'm here late, but I usually read this shit on the train. I emailed it to you. Yeah. I, I got two things from you, Jack and shit. Ooh. No But uh, no you texted way. me. I'm going to check it. But anyway, I don't want to throw you. <laughs> Jim, well, did you I, get I, I it? Because like I sent it to you guys at the same time. Hold on. Let, let me, me tell see. you. Hand me my phone. Chris will usually text me cock photos. So hold on. Let me see if I got there this. There you go. Don't show me right away. By the way, every time I go, I went out to eat with Jimmy yesterday, and, and it's it's funny, but you know, guys don't know how to act. We went to get a bite to eat. We had a nice steak. Well, I had a steak. I don't, I don't know what he was eating, like oysters and shit. But uh, and it, and then the waiter comes by, and I and Jim's it. acting like I'm his life partner, like I'm his, <laughs> like I'm like I'm the wife too, like I'm like the the catcher in the relationship. Oh, oh dear, oh he's so funny and picky where he eats, and and he's doing this to me, and. And the guy doesn't know whether to no, I laugh call him or she. Uh, she. He calls me a she. <laughs> but it's like I do because they don't know in this day and age. <laughs> they don't. They don't know. So I'll just react. be like, "Listen, I'm gonna have oysters. Um, she's gonna have a salad, uh, or I'll say it like really subtly too. Like, uh, can I have uh, water? And I think my wife wants. Uh, oh, and they and they they don't know exactly how to respond because yeah. in this day of the self-identification, guy, oh, it, it was awkward. It's man. childish fun. And then man. they were leaving. No, but they, I mean, you don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't care. Wait, listen, you're being silly. But uh, it was funny. <clears throat> I should really hit the button when I'm clearing my throat. I do. I'm looking at the fights this weekend on Fox. I am too, And it's actually. on Big Fox, correct? It is. Yes, correct. Holy shit, man. I didn't even know that Anthony Pettis is fighting Charles uh, Oliveira. Oliveira. I, didn't Did I, pronounce it? That I don't have the fight card in front uh, of me. And that guy's... That, you know who Charles Oliveira yes. is? He's he's You know who he is? Yeah, lanky, know. Of course Lanky kid. Yeah. All elbows, all knees. Very good jiu-jitsu. Fighting Anthony Pettis, that that's awesome. And that is that, that is, the uh, that is, is that the co-main? That is the co-main. That is the co-main event. And uh the main card has Joe Lazone versus Jim Miller, and that's a rematch of oh. a, a fight of the year. Or a fight of the year or fight of the night at least, but I don't know what the hell it was. You can look that up, but it was definitely Who did Lazone just fight a two hundred? Was it Diego Sanchez? Yeah, yeah oh, man. Okay. And he stopped that him. Devastating. And that's the first time Diego ever got well, we I think he got cut open by BJ, but I don't think he ever got he ever never got laid out. Yeah, that was, that was I mean, yeah, that was something else, man. Joe Lazone, whatever, and Jim Miller's never in a boring. No, either the, neither one of those guys is ever in a boring. Fight. I love Jim Miller. Neither one, either one, neither one of those guys, neither is ever in a boring fight. Yeah, you'll never see either of them in a boring. That sounds fight. better. Neither of them yeah. is ever in a boring yeah, yeah, fight. Yeah, I, I, what, what are you looking up, Chris? I was looking. The first one was a fight of the night. Fight of the night. Yeah. Oh, surprise, surprise. Joe Lazone in fight of the night. That guy's a, every fight is Friday night with that guy, and then uh, again you got Paige versus uh, Beck Rawlings, which is again, which is um, that that's another one. Paige, she comes, she is very very scrappy, man. Yes, she is. She's uh, she's tough, and she goes after it. And then Pettis versus Charles Oliveira, 
and uh, and then Condit versus Meyer. And like what we're talking about with the Condit versus Meyer is, uh, you know, Meyer has a way of shutting guys down with his jujitsu, especially since he moved to welterweight because he's a big welterweight. And he, I, I love watching that guy fight. You know what I mean? I know some guys uh, that 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 aren't uh, that into the, um, the the grappling aspect, of the, the the techniques that are involved in it. It's such a beautiful thing, man. I remember seeing uh, Damian Maya versus Jake Shields fight a while ago. Wow. Now, just being you know, just you know, being a twenty year old, twenty year jujitsu guy, you know. It, it, what a what a what an awesome display of of jujitsu, just offensively, defensively, and uh, it, it, wow, it, it's so great. And and what a what a great what a great technical fight, right? Technical ground battle. So uh, Carlos Condon is just one of the most well rounded guys, uh, a never say die guy. He's he's he's, he's and he's not, it's not like he's shitty on the floor. He's very good. But uh, Damian Meyer has he, he, his jujitsu on just another level. Than, than pff, probably everybody in that division. So, uh, ah, man, I, I'm interested to see if Carlos can keep him off. You know? What do they fight? Are they fight? That's welterweight. Well yeah, okay. that's welterweight. And that, that's, I'm just really, I'm really interested. I'm interested to see how, what, what Carlos is going to do to keep Damien off him. But sometimes Damien, if he doesn't, if it doesn't, if he, he does, he, he does, he has faded before sometimes in the, in the later rounds. And shit, this is going to be a five round fight. So, Wow, this is this is uh you know if he can get those takedowns early or he, when he gets guys up against the fence he's he's phenomenal at taking the back and uh, oh I I can't wait to see that fight I learned stuff watching from Damian you Damian do Maya. oh yeah a hundred percent the the way he executes his stuff because listen man you could go home and you could watch whatever you want to watch on YouTube or instructional videos but it, the best is when you see the the techniques used uh, for real. Could in, you throw in real combat in real and when you're really fighting? How high can you kick? I'll kick you right in the mouth. You can, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can actually kick in the head you right can. now. Yeah, I can do like a full split. Man. Sure. Yeah, um, I'm a little bit more flexible, like the more you know, a, a little lighter. But uh, but still, well, right still now, I mean, right now, if I got into a street situation, like not that I'm, I'm looking, if I ever got attacked or something, I don't think I'm kicking anybody in the head. I mean, uh, but you know. How effective is a leg kick in a street fight? That seems really effective because people are not ready for that. Yeah, but guys could... I mean, it's one thing in a fight where you could be chopping that leg down. I mean, yeah, you could hit somebody in a leg who's not used to it. It's one thing. But when his adrenaline's pumping and the guy's a decent-sized guy, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, I told you my my fight with that five-town tough guy, I, I hit that guy a little too high. When my last my last time I got... And then the, the guy, oh, that really hurt. And then I just bum-rushed him, took him down, and drilled him. But, uh, you know, the strikes, listen, I mean, it's like anything else, where you land and how you landed, the size of the guy, if you landed on the meat of the leg. But one leg kick's usually not going to put a guy down right, right, in a right. fight. I mean, unless, unless the guy's a, a pussy or if you're hitting him in the... Or you get you know, him in the knee. Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, I mean, listen, it could. I'm not saying it can't. Oh, I'm going to get attacked. Oh, you can't kick in a fight? Yeah, you dumbasses. Of course you can. But, uh, you know, in, 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 a, in, a, in a street fight, it's not like I'm... Seeing if he's gonna, I'm not trying to wear him down for the later round. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm looking to fucking blast that guy in the chin and take his arm home. You're not trying to. Oh, you're not trying to yeah, pepper man. him. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's this. That's that. I'm trying to end that thing as quickly as possible. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Where uh, you know Conor McGregor is using it to get uh, 
to get, you know, to, to wear Nate down for the later round. To weaken that front yeah, leg so man, he can't throw his good a, punch. It's a great strategy, man. I'm I would, still getting attacked by, I get attacked by people that like Connor, that think I hate Connor. Do you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. They do. You know what it was? I, I mean, what, what, and they're like, Matt oh. right now is looking at Connor's picture with his middle finger up, by the way. <laughs> I fucking, the guy's <laughs> phenomenal for the sport, man. I don't know I what is. else you want me to say. I mean, I mean, because I was, I'm, I'm friendly with Diaz. I know Diaz for a long time and his brother. I mean, I was rooting for him. I mean, listen, I gotta be me. I can't fucking. There's a little bias there with that. Sure. I'll be the first one to admit it. But I basically just call things how I see them. You know what I mean? And there was times in the past I've kind of said certain things. If I didn't agree with whatever, but for the most part, I fucking like the guy. Okay. But uh, and is and the fans that 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 know me, they understand me. And the guys that don't know me could eat a dick. <laughs> it's a great they, summation. They keep that in, Chris. I don't know. Nothing's getting out. I just like once in a while, I just like to take some frustration out on Chris. I was here late. I throw my shit at him. He didn't do nothing. No, he didn't. It's not his fault. He's a good producer. Yes. Don't get ahead of yourself, is he? No. Who's the booker on the show? Uh, I I actually. (laughs) Hey, we had Amy Schumer here the other day. Yes, I was the booker of that one. No, yeah. (laughs) Where's Kevin Smith, my buddy? Where's uh, Henry Winkler? Oh, and Kevin Smith just came out with a new show called Geeking Out that I DVR'd the other day, and I'm going to watch that because I am a geek with a lot of things. You know what I mean? I do know. Are you looking it up now? Are you tweeting back one uh, of your fucking girlfriends? One of them. Are you kidding me? There's none. (laughs) You in a drought right now? Um, When's the last time you were in a relationship, Jimmy? Well, it depends. We might define relationship differently. I define it as an hour-long experience no, for someone of a question. No, I agenda. meant like someone you're, you're, you're getting flowers for. I would say five years since I've been... No, I dated someone for a couple of years. That was a nice months. girl I seen you with in Vegas that time. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She seemed like a sweet girl. Yeah, yeah. We're just casually dating. She doesn't live in New York. Yeah. She seemed definitely almost... I'm not saying too normal for you because you're a fucking. I'm not, I don't. That, no, that you're, out, not, you're not wrong. Came out way wrong. No, then you're right. The girl seemed like a nice, sweet girl, but yeah. she's like, oh hi. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a good. No? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we can change the subject. I don't mind at all. All right, I'm, I'm just saying the girl seemed like a nice girl. You know, I'm not trying to tell you to settle down. No. I gotta. Well, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna live through you. I'll fucking need therapy. But I'm just gonna yeah. say that I, I like to. Hear, it's a nice contrast. You hear me always trying to talk about trying to always try to bang my wife. We talk to you about. Fucking your adventures. Yeah, my adventures are very <laughs> modern. <laughs> Just to you, when I talk to you, you're getting more and more creepier. My when, dirty when you're, you're grinning, you're leaning. I don't know what you're thinking about. I think let's get back to the honestly. I'm just I'm just sleepy today. So are like, you? I, feel I'm good. A, I, I, I think relax. I'm a fucking hot mess today. <laughs> I'll just say a, you're a hot mess. I don't even know what that means, hot mess. I just threw that out there. I'm just you know what it is. I came in late, so yelling at Chris. Your friend Kirk came in like a fucking nut. Yeah, nice guy. Definitely, that guy's out of his fucking mind. Colin Quinn said that Kurt Metzger looks like a Bosnian war criminal, and it's the perfect <laughs> yeah. description of that big dope. <laughs> uh, uh, and I didn't. And then the and then what do you call? Called him the oxygen stealer. And he's got a big nose, but the guy seems like a. I I, mean, I like I like stand up comedians. I, I feel like. I feel like I get along better with people a little awkward than I do with like stuck up like Absolutely. people who think the fuck. I think because I'm more like that than I am the other guy. Yeah, I might look like the other guy. Well, not really. I'm not saying I look like the other guy. No, but I might. I, I identify more with the uh, the misfits who fucking just yawn when I'm talking. I'm sorry, but I'm just tired. <laughs> am I boring you? We can leave. We got enough time in. To be honest, you're not. I wish you were. I would say yes, but no. I'm just. I'm sleepy. I've got like three hours last night. Yeah, I didn't get much sleep last night. I don't night. sleep. I'm, I'm a bad sleeper, man. I'm a, I'm a, I have sleep apnea. So I'm constantly, it was 1.30 in the morning. I'm still yeah. looking at the clock and I had to get up at six. 
So I just can't, I can't sleep. It's a torture. Yeah. I put the kids to bed last night at a party with my wife. I'm not going to get into details, but I had a great time. It was a fun party. It was a great time, man. And, and we've been together a long time. And I, I really, it's, it was a good time. Good, man. You, need you know that. what I mean? Yeah, you need that. It was, yeah, it was good because she was, she was enthusiastic. We had, she got a couple of Bud Limes when we were watching some TV. <laughs> Bud Lime. Is that the right? The Bud yeah. Limes, right? Chris, stop looking so intently. No, I was just going to ask you, did you meet your wife when you were in the UFC already, or did you meet her when My you were like My wife was with me when I was living in the basement of, I had a little studio in my first, uh, in my first uh, storefront. So she met me, I was in the UFC, but it wasn't the UFC we know now. You know what I mean? Like I was fighting in the UFC, I was living, you know what it was? I was living with a buddy of mine. And that dude got married just at on at an I do drive through with his with his Brazilian girlfriend uh, when he went to go watch me fight Eves Edwards back in uh, September of two thousand one. Uh, so that guy, my roommate, got married and she had kids and I'm like, oh, I guess I got to get my own place. We were building my first storefront uh, in my hometown of East Meadow. I go, you know what? I go put a little studio in the basement there and and I, until I get another apartment. And that I was gonna be down there for a couple months and end up being two years. I was living at my place. Joe Rogan actually, I said this. I told the story a million times. But Joe Rogan, I one time visited me, and uh, him and Eddie Bravo came down ages ago. And I showed him. I go, hey, look in this room. I take him in the basement. He goes, you live here? He goes, dude. And I showed him the thing. I think there was like a, a piss jug next to my bed. And I, he goes, dude, you live like a fucking Spartan. Ah. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But. Uh, and he liked it because there was like a head shop next door. So I go, hey, come here, take, I'll take you next door. You can buy some glass. But uh, what a what, yeah, memory lane. What am I getting at? Oh, yeah. So my wife, yeah. So she started dating me back then. So it's not like uh, I was a big mover and a shaker. Right, right, right. I she liked so you stubby. way back before. Yeah, man. You know, she used to just show up there and with the gnocchi in the doorway. And I got, I go, all right, wait for me downstairs, honey. But, uh, and now look at us now. I made an honest woman over. Good for you. You know? And she made an honest gentleman. <laughs> You make an honest woman her last night, but that's that's between husband and wife. Jimmy. Of course, of course, I'd love some off-air <laughs> and where, details. And where are you? Uh, you got it. And where are you? Uh, where are you going today? Uh, You're going somewhere. That's why this. That's I why am. the fuck we're in here on an off day. I'm going. Oh, t- well, t- uh, tomorrow I have work on a film to do, and today the reason I need to be early is I'm going to see Black Sabbath. Oh. But my ride is leaving. That's what this is about? My, my ride is leaving. Changes my whole day. I don't kid. No, my ride crazy. is leaving at, at 2. What the fuck? At 2? Well, he's singing. So he get has the, to leave at 2. Well, we got to get the fuck out of here soon. Yeah. Oh, there's a little little hint there. Ooh. Yeah. No, You're I, right. I'm, I'm, who, who, who are you going with? Ozzy and Sharon. Ozzy who? Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. You hang out with him? I, you know, not as much as I'd like to, more than he'd care for. Um, but we, we know each other, yeah. So uh, I've gotten to go to a few Look gigs with them. Hanging out with him and Sharon and that and royal uh, uh, the royalty in the, in the music world. Do you remember you yesterday? With me. Do you remember yesterday? Hey, by the way, just to, to, to wrap this little silly goose package up because what's, what's that? I don't know. I had my <laughs> I had my uh, I had my fucking phone on yesterday. Because, uh, oh no, two days, we, on Tuesday, sorry, Amy was in Tuesday. And I had the phone on, and I was, uh, you know, waiting for Ozzy, because Sharon had said that Ozzy might call. <laughs> yeah. And I'm such a fucking dunderhead. I'm like, okay, I've had my phone on for a week. Oh, I know what you're going to play. I've had my <laughs> phone on for a week, hoping that Ozzy would call. But if he did, I want my, my phone's always on silent. And then you got a call, didn't you? 
Well, I got a t- I got a call from while we were on the air, and everybody heard it and laughed. It was fucking my road manager, and he also road managed Amy. Fucking Kenny out there giggling because he called me from a private. They're but fucking I, with you because they knew you were waiting on the call. Well, I did get a call from. I, I was walking to the subway, and I did get a call from Sharon. It was weird. <laughs> and the first thing I thought of is Amy's gonna be so happy I missed this call. Let me hear it. Okay, Jenny, it's Sharon. We, I'm just kidding, it's Amy. Ah. <laughs> she, she fucking got me she so was, good. I was on the train. And I'm like, fucking Sharon You called. were me. You played it for me. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, fuck. God damn her. <laughs> she, was all, she seemed so happy, too. She couldn't even hold it together. That was a good Sharon. That was a good Sharon. Jim, it's Sharon. She's always so upbeat when she called. All right, today was fun, man. It was. Uh, I, listen, it was a little uh, all over the place in a sense That's that okay. you know, I mean, some people blame me. Some people, something's wrong with my neck. Look, some yeah, people okay. blame me. <laughs> other people, the guy on the other something side of the microphone, Chris, the producer. But uh, no, seriously, it was probably Chris's fault. But you never blame the talent, Chris. Um, hey, man, dude, listen. I'm not going to see you till next week. I mean, am I going to? Are, are we going to Facetime or something later on? Or? Yeah, of course, we always do. Matt, no, it's how we go to bed. It's how we do. Uh, uh, I just unplugged myself. We send each other little videos. But um, yeah, I should be here uh, on uh, for next week. I'll be here for both shows. Do so I even need this thing plugged in to say goodbye? Check me out in uh, Buffalo. Oh, wait, go ahead. Tonight, tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, uh, if you want. And then I'm shooting in uh, D.C., October the 7th, my special, the Lincoln Theater. I'm shooting a stand-up comedy special, one hour of new material. And I'm going to be in Australia. I'm going to be in uh, Minnesota. I'm going to be in Toronto. All in the next month. Nyack, New York, fucking Pittsburgh. You're a busy man. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm working every weekend to work. This special, it's ready to be shot. So I'm really, really psyched with the response. So come check me out if you want. I would like to have some unfiltered fans come. And uh, thank you to Kurt Metzger. I wanted Kurt to come in. Because it was a huge story, this whole thing uh, about the blogging and did he say the wrong thing. And I had spoken to him privately and he's like, man, man, I just didn't know all the facts. And it was interesting to hear a guy as headstrong as Kurt, really not for politically correct reasons because he will go down with the ship. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But, but legitimately say like, wow, man, I didn't know what I was talking about in a way. And so I was happy he came in and Paige Van Zandt, I was, uh, it was just fucking delightful. Yeah, no, she's a delight. She's a delight uh, to watch fight. Yes, she is. I can't wait this weekend. Big Fox, that's going to be a fucking party. I'm going to be watching that, man. I'm going to try to eat a little better during it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard not to. I've been partying the wrong way with the food. I'd say get some unsalted almonds. You enjoy them. (laughs) Some nuts. All right, listen. For people that don't know, watch Dana White looking for a fight on YouTube. And that's all I got to (laughs) say. Me too, buddy. Jim, I'll see you next week. Yes, my friend. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, bye. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.